0: The best way to destroy an enemy is to turn him into a friend.
1: You are listening to brothers of the word.com. This is the message titled The Will of My Father, subtitled Work with a Weapon by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number two zero one four. Now for, the will of my Father, work with a weapon.
0: We're going to be studying today from the book of Nehemiah. We're going to be reading the entire chapter, chapter 4. Sanballat was very angry when he learned that we were rebuilding the wall. He flew into a rage and mocked the Jews, saying in front of his friends and the Sumerian army officers, What does this bunch of poor, feeble Jews think they are doing? Do they think they can build the wall in a single day just by offering a few sacrifices? Do they actually think they can make something of stones from a rubbish heap and charred ones at that? Tobiah the Ammonite, who was standing beside him, remarked, That stone wall would collapse if even a fox walked along the top of it. Then I prayed, Hear us, O God, for we are being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads, and may they themselves become captives in a foreign land. Do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins, for they have provoked you to anger here in front of the builders. At last the wall was completed, to half its height around the entire city, for the people had worked with enthusiasm. But when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabs, Ammonites and Ashdodites heard that the work was going ahead and that the gaps in the wall of Jerusalem were being repaired, they were furious. They all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw us into confusion. But we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. Then the people of Judah began to complain, the workers are getting tired and there is so much rubble to be moved. We will never be able to build a wall by ourselves. Meanwhile, our enemies were saying, before they know what's happening, we will swoop down on them and kill them and end their work. The Jews who lived near the enemy came and Told us again and again, they will come from all directions and attack us. So I placed armed guards behind the lowest parts of the wall in the exposed areas. I stationed the people to stand guard by families armed with swords, spears, and bows. Then I looked over the situation. I called together the nobles and the rest of the people and said to them, Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember, the Lord who is great and glorious, and fight for your brothers, your sisters, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. When our enemies heard that we knew of their plans and that God had frustrated them, we all returned to our work on the wall. But from then on, only half my men worked, while the other half stood guard with spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. The leaders stationed themselves behind the people of Judah who were building the wall. The laborers carried on their work with one hand supporting their load and one hand holding a weapon. All the builders had a sword belted to their side. The trumpeter stayed with me to sound the alarm. Then I explained to the nobles and officials and all the people, The work is very spread out, and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. When you hear the blast of the trumpet, rush to wherever it is sounding. Then our God will fight for us. We worked early and late, from sunrise to sunset, and half the men were always on guard. I also told everyone living outside the walls to stay in Jerusalem. That way, they and their servants could help with guard duty at night and work during the day. During this time, none of us, not I, nor my relatives, nor my servants, nor the guards who were with me ever took off our clothes. We carried our weapons with us at all times, even when we went for water. And I want to focus on that fourth chapter of Nehemiah, the 17th verse. The laborers carried on their work with one hand supporting their load and one hand holding a weapon. And I want to title the message today, The Will of My Father, Work with a Weapon. Matthew chapter eleven twelve, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violence taketh it by force. This is Jesus. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. This is Jesus. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven, not earth, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent... Take it by force. Luke chapter 22, verse 35. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you out to preach the good news, and you did not have money, a traveler's bag, or an extra pair of sandals, did you need anything? No, they replied. But now he said, Take your money and a traveler's bag, and if you don't have a sword, Sell your cloak and buy one. For the time has come for this prophecy about me to be fulfilled. He was counted among the rebels. Yes, everything written about me by the prophets will come true. Look, Lord, they replied, we have two swords among us. That's enough, he said. Sometimes you got to fight. And sometimes You need a weapon in your hand. Here Nehemiah told the Jews who were building the wall, look, I want you to carry your work tools in one hand and a sword in the other hand and keep it belted to your side. Do you know how much violence there is in this world? And Jesus said "Look, the kingdom of heaven is full of violence on earth as it is in heaven. We're aware right now of the conflicts going on around the world, the major armed conflicts. But if you really know the truth, those are just the ones that are in the news. At any one particular time, there are over 100 armed conflicts going on all the time around the earth. Folk been fighting since the beginning. They were fighting in the old. You ever read that Old Testament? woo I mean, it's bloody as I don't know what. In the Iraq war, desert storm, I think we lost four or 5,000 troops. Do you know in Old Testament, they'll have 100,000 folks mowed down at one time in these battles. So it's been a bloody history of man throughout. And sometimes you have to pick up a weapon that Jesus told his disciples, look, At one point I told you don't take anything with you, don't take a purse, don't take an extra pair of shoes, don't take an extra coat, but now I want you to take your purse and I want you to go buy a sword. Now let me tell you the equivalence of a sword. A sword is not a farming tool. You don't use this to plant watermelons or potatoes. Now, a machete can be used in the jungle, but a machete, even though it's kind of like a sword, that's not a sword. A sword is used for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to harm or kill something else. Jesus told his disciples, go buy a sword. There's a time when you have to be prepared to fight. I have a sword on me right now. This sword is about 50 years old. Actually, I have two of them identical. This used to hang on my college wall. And it's the only sword that I have that is a real sword. This is sharp. This will kill you. I've got several other swords, but they are symbolic. They have a dull edge and a dull point. This ain't dull. In my college years, I was perhaps a little bit more militant than I am right now, but I still got a taste of it. <laughs> I still am fairly well armed. Now, all the bullets are out of the gun, so y'all don't think that I had not lost it. No. The bullets are out, but this is a Glock twenty-six. Matter of fact, I bought this gun going with my son, Christian. Christian became a gun fanatic. <laughs> and he liked to go to the range. And, and I said, well, look, I'll go with you to the range. So I went with him to the range. He had two guns at the range. He had a Glock 26. The other was a 17 or a 19. 19. So he had a Glock 19. Now, the difference between the 26 and the 19 The 26 is a smaller gun. It only holds 10 bullets. The 19 is a bigger gun that holds 17 bullets. So as I was there with Christian, I shot his guns. And Christian, you're sitting right there, so you know every word that is true. You can ask him. I had the target way away, and I shot multiple clips. And Christian looked at my target when I... He said, how in the world you shoot like that? You group right in the center. How in the world you got to target that far away and you shoot a group that tight? He said, man, I came not even hardly hit the target any kind of way that far away. how you shoot that good? I said, well, daddy wasn't always a preacher. <laughs> but even being a preacher you must be prepared. And that's, I believe, why Jesus told his disciples, Go and buy a sword. Life, the earth, even the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. So you have to be prepared to defend yourself. You have to be prepared in necessary. But that's why I'm entitling this message. The will of the Father, I've preached three other sermons about the will of the Father, but the will of the Father work with a weapon. As your spiritual enlightenment grows, your weapons will change. Now, I went with Christian to the range several times, and I began to train him how to shoot. I said, this is what you have to do. I used to be on the rifle team. So if you think I'm rough with a pistol, you ought to see me with a rifle. And I'm a pacifist. My good baby, the other day, there was a lizard in the house. And she said, "Will you come get this lizard? Because everybody's scared of lizards. So I went and got the lizards. And most of the time, I'll actually just pick the lizard up in my hand. But I don't stomp on the lizard. I take the lizard outside and set him free. There's no need to kill something that's not going to bother me. So I'm an extreme pacifist on one end but I got a Glock 26 and I ain't gonna miss other end. So I've got two extremes and I'm kinda like Malcolm X. You gotta speak the language in which a man understands and you gotta be able to deal with the situation and with the force that's necessary. It's as simple as that. I want A.V. just play the video that I sent you today. This is at my office. This is the fountain that's in front of the office. If you notice, There are two lions, there's the eagle, and there are two swords. Business is war. Fish, Jesus, eagle, lions, and swords. Business and life, and even the kingdom of heaven is war. So you have to be prepared. See, I've got all those symbols outside of my office. Lions. Do you know what happens if you run across a lion in the wild? You're not going to be talking about, hallelujah, there's Jesus. No, you're not. (laughs) See, Jesus was the lion of Judah. Why do you think they called him the lion? He was the lion of Judah. If you run across a lion in the wild and he's hungry, you got some issues. And you have some big issues on your hand. So we have swords in the front of the office. And I've got swords in every single one of my offices because I understand business and life is a battle. You've got to be prepared to fight when necessary. But as you evolve, as you grow in God, as you grow in Jesus what you will find your weapons change and your whole way that you handle life it changes in john 18:1 new living translation after saying these things jesus crossed the kidron valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees judas the betrayer knew this place because jesus had often gone there with his disciples the leading priest and Pharisee had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him, so he stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for, he asked. Jesus the Nazarene, they replied. I am he. He. Jesus said. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. As Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back and fell to the ground. You know, nobody's ever preached on that verse. Here was a contingent of soldiers, military men, and they came upon Jesus. And when Jesus says, I am he, they all drew back and to the ground. What kind of power was that? So, they had to know, even though they were armed, even though they were trained military men, what would have caused a man by simply saying, I am he, to make him back up and fall to the ground? That was a power that they knew Jesus had. Once more, he asked them, who are you looking for? And again, they replied, Jesus the Nazarene. I told you that I am, and when you read the Bible, that am is capitalized, both letters. I am he, Jesus said, and since I am the one you want, let these others go. He did this to fulfill his statement, I did not lose a single one of those you have given me. Then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's slave. But Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering the Father has given me? Peter had a sword. And he drew it and cut off the man's ear. And I'm not sure he was aiming for the ear. He may have been aiming to cut off his head and the man just moved. And all he got was the ear. But the point is, Jesus took the ear, touched the man, and healed him. You've got to know what weapon to use when. And that's why you must know the will of the Father. See, we fight not against flesh and blood, but sometimes we do. All this stuff that's going on in the world, all this conflict, and all this stuff that's going on in the Mideast, that's religious conflict. They're not fighting over oil. They're fighting over whose right it is to land. They're fighting over a divine providence. So some of the stuff is religious, and you've got to know the will of the Father. Because the will of the Father will sometimes have you to fight. But then the will of the Father will sometimes have you to heal. The very enemy who's coming to destroy you. And that's why you have to know what weapon do you use. There have been some great military battles on this earth, but there have been some greater battles won that never a gun or a sword was used. Gandhi beat the entire British nation with peace. That's why when Martin Luther King Jr. wanted to defeat a segregated, racist regime, he went to study Gandhi. He went to study a Hindu. Martin Luther King was a Christian, but a Hindu had taken a weapon of peace and nonviolence and brought a nation to its knees. You've got to know the will of the Father on what weapon you are to use. See, the problem that many of us have is we've got one weapon. And if somebody messes with us, we pull this out. But see, there are some situations God has simply told me this. That's not your fight. Be at peace. Be calm. Smile. I'm going to handle this. You got to know the will of the Father. There have been several instances in life where I would have been in major wars had I have not listened to my daddy. That's not your fight. You may be right, but that's not your fight. This is my fight. I'm going to handle this. And you got to be able to listen and you got to be able to hear that because sometimes even in your own home this will happen. And that's why so many folk bust up because they don't know what weapon to use. I'm going to pull out my Glock. I'm going to pull out this frying pan and go upside your head with it. I got these grits boiling. Y'all know what that means. And you got to know when to use grits and when to use grace? Now, I'm not telling anybody to go use some grits because Pastor Nathaniel told me sometimes you got to put these high grits on these Negroes. No, I'm not telling you that. (laughs) But you have got to know what weapon to use. Jesus told his disciples, go buy a sword. Now, you don't buy a sword if there's not ever going to be a need for a sword. There are times. When you are required to go into battle, sometimes the battles are legal, sometimes they're business, trade wars, sometimes you have to fight, and sometimes they're just real physical wars. That's why if somebody come into my house, I ain't going to pray them out. (laughs) I'm not going to sit there and pray them out. But I have gotten a, what I would call a higher level of understanding a higher level of peace and I understand there is a higher level of protection God can protect you way more than a Glock any day and I never will forget my good baby one day we were, this years ago she stopped me walking through the den and she said you see that out there on the deck I said see what on the deck she said there's this huge angel standing on the deck like angels, he's about 12-15 feet tall, you don't see him but no, I don't see him. He's right there standing on the deck. I couldn't see him. My good baby could see this angel of protection standing on the rear deck of our house. No Glock. And I got some other stuff way more powerful than a Glock. None of that stuff will ever protect me as much as the angelic protection of God. See, this is the higher level of understanding. And it's a higher level of understanding when you realize when you walk with him nothing can truly harm you that he does not ordain but understand this now even with the disciples every one of them died a violent death except for john every one of them so just because you walk with jesus that doesn't mean nothing painful will happen to you but it's in the will of the father That's why Jesus underwent all of that pain. He understood it's in the will of the Father. So sometimes you've got to be able to even stand in the line of fire because this is the will of my Father and you shall not fire back. That's why he said if a man smites you on one cheek, turn the other. And that's hard to do. You have to be enlightened to do that. But that's how you carry peace. And that's also how you get people to listen to the word of God. Because when you cut their ear off, they can't hear you. If you respond with the same force as the world, with the same manner as the world, what's different about you? What's different about you hitting somebody back who hits you? What's different about you? Not only did Jesus not fight the man who was coming to kill him, he healed the man who was coming to kill him. That's another whole level that so few of us can ever attain to because we're the sword and the glock. And we fight fire with fire. And if you fight fire with fire, both of you get burned up. So we have to understand, Lord, I got this difficult situation. How do I handle this? What weapon do I use? We need to ask, what weapon do I use? And I've had situations situation where God has told me to use a weapon that I would have never had in my arsenal. I told you the story. this contractor ripped me off of all of this big money. And God says, I want you to go and give him more money what do you mean give him give him more money took me a long time to understand why I had to get it out of my heart I had to give him that to get forgiveness within my spirit but when I did it he saw a different level of Christian he said I know I done ripped this man off of all his money how in the world is he giving me more money knowing I've ripped him off <laughs> you need to be able to say. When you're dealing with situations, Lord, what weapon do I use? And when you use the weapon, what they need to say about you? What manner of man, or what manner of woman is this? Who can do this? You can't do this by your own power. You can only do this by following the will of the Father. I could have never done that weapon because I was arguing about what do you mean? Give this man. What do you mean? What kind of sense that make? do it. It cleared me and it changed him. It's a different kind of weapon because I really wanted to kill. Now, I've actually had a situation. There was a man who was counterfeiting our product and I knew where his manufacturing plant was. <laughs> I walked in there one night, I grabbed his machine and I took it and I was, probably going to put that, strapped. And this was back in the day. That's why when my son Christian was so interested in guns, I said, he got that from his daddy. I had a gun before I was old enough to have one. I had a police 38 special at 14 years old. Well how'd you get that? I got somebody to buy it for him because my daddy didn't have a gun. I said if somebody come in this house I need to be a deal with (laughs) him. I've never even told my kids that. But I was a military man who needed to get stuff done. So if I'm a pacifist to the extreme. I won't hurt anything, but if I have to, I can kill everything. <laughs> and sometimes it's my mentality, but now I listen for the will of the Father. Lord, how do I handle this? My son, show them a better way. Show them grace. Show them mercy. Just as I show you grace and mercy, you show them grace and mercy. Forgive them. Get that stuff out your spirit. Show them a whole different way of response. Show them a different kind of weapon. Instead of a sword or a clock, show them my saving power of what my son can put in your heart. Show them grace. Show them love. Show them mercy. Show them forgiveness. But you've got to ask, Lord, what is your will for me in this situation? Some of you are going through relationship problems right now. Lord, what is your will for me in this situation? Because I want to bust them side of the head with this frying pan. What is your will for me? Love them. Forgive them. Fix them therefore favorite meal and bring it and massage their feet. What? What? Whenever you can say that, you know it's God talking to you. Exactly. You know it's God talking to you. But it is a different kind of weapon. And it is a kind of weapon See, the best way to destroy an enemy is to turn him into a friend. That's the best way. But to do that, you've got to have a different kind of weapon. The will of my father. Work with a weapon. As you mature, your weapons will change. And you will go from a sword to the spirit, and you will go from a glock to grace. It will change how you interact with the world, and you'll walk in the footsteps of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, who said, I'm putting this man's ear back on so he can hear what I'm saying. Because I've got to do the will of my father. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to com and listen to this entire message or send it to a friend. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word.
1: You are listening to dot com. This was the message titled "The Will of My Father," subtitled "Work with a Weapon" by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number two zero one four. That's two zero one four. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number two zero one four to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this
0: message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's i. Want to give.com.
1: Listen to brothers of the word.com often because, brother, you need the word. The